0: We did a lot of DIY. I didn't hire a decorator. I didn't hire someone to like give me a vision of what it's gonna look like, a rendering. I didn't hire a dental contractor and that ran into some issues, but I just noticed that a lot of like dental specific things were very, very overpriced. And so we just decided to go regular GC route. We made a lot of mistakes.
1: Welcome to this week's Startup Story episode where we dive into a startup and we discover their systems, the marketing that's worked, companies that they loved and they didn't love, and at the same time, the struggles, the pitfalls, and the wins that they've encountered throughout their process. So let's listen in to this week's startup story. So I'm speaking with Dr. Liel Alon, and she is brilliant. I think of her and I think of slow growth, but in a great way. And so what I mean by that is you're going to listen into this episode and you're going to see she's been open for three years now, but she discusses with us how she worked for corporate for a bit because she knew she had to get a little bit of that under her belt. And then she boom immediately started practicing ownership and she knew exactly where she wanted to practice before she even, I guess, throughout the whole process, throughout this whole time. She always knew exactly where because of one important factor. She grew up there but at the same time, location. And that's something we discuss in this uh, episode, how important location is. So if you're not open yet, Think of this. Listen to what she has to say. But if you are open, we have tons of uh, more information that she has to share with you. But at the same time, she worked for corporate. And then we discussed some systems and processes that she uh, does. For example, how she greets her patients. How long is her new patient appointment? When she goes to other places, she kind of picks and chooses what she likes and what she doesn't like. And she brings that to her practice and refines it. And we also discussed some of the best systems and unique systems she implements in her practice and why it's so important. We also discussed something interesting, why it is so important for you to always call your patients after their appointment, the day after. It doesn't take long, and she goes into the why of that as well. She discusses some of her best ROIs, some of the marketing that's worked for her, and some of the marketing that hasn't worked for her. She also discusses some of the biggest struggles that she's been facing throughout the build-out process. And something I like, is we talk about an old school but highly effective way to get new patients and new employees. And I know you might be thinking ground marketing, and she does do ground marketing, but it's not specifically that. It's old school but super effective, and I love it. And then at the same time, we talk about how she DIY'd a whole lot of her practice. So she really knows what she's talking about when it comes to the layout, the floors, the cabinets, and all these things. Uh, So it's very interesting. So without further delay, here is Dr. Liel Alon. Hey, check out what Dr. Priya Gents from The Whole Tooth Practice in Texas has to say.
2: I love my practice management software, which is Oryx, O-R-Y-X, cloud-based, based on the principles that John Boyce teaches, which was amazing because nothing out there is like that. Nothing is able to give you like this risk-based profile broken into the four food groups. Like that is how my brain works and sees patients. And it was able to be created into this software that does the same thing. I had multiple people tell me like, don't be an early adopter, like that's kind of daring. My IT company who set everything up was like, we don't know anything about this. I'm like, that's okay, just talk to them. They'll talk to you, we'll figure it out. And they ended up, they're like, "Oh my god, the back end on this system is amazing! Like this mm-hmm. is phenomenal." I was like, "Yay, kill me!" here you,
1: yeah, you me. go.
2: You. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, yeah. don't necessarily know. I just knew I had a lot of frustrations through my years prior to this, and they're good systems, but like, they didn't really leverage the power behind that risk based treatment planning, and even like the medical dental history to be able to have that in a system that just allows. To actually look at it and own it and understand the questions you're asking. So, like when we have a new patient, they automatically get a link to submit all of their medical dental history forms. Every single question has a reason behind it. So, if I'm asking you about your level of dental fear, if the patient has a high level of fear, the little risk thing goes up and there's a little thing on the side that says, hey, make sure you're asking patient about why they have fear. Like there's this little little guy on your shoulder who's telling you like, hey, this is, mm-hmm. might be because of this, or if they have diabetes, like A1C, this is what you're looking at. If it's above this or below this, you should be concerned because, or consider cross reactions with whatever. When the patients see it, there's pictures that go with, especially some of the dental things, like is there notching on your teeth? And there's like a little diagram and a little video that'll show like where the notching might be so the patient can be like, huh, my gosh, yeah, there is. And so awareness and ownership to some of the things that they have going on, then they come in, a lot of times they're like, oh my gosh, you asked about this? And I never thought about that, but oh my goodness. Like, yeah, I snore when I sleep. Should I be concerned about that? And so just that level of education that patients are coming in with has been a really big game changer for us.
1: Click the first link in the show notes below and schedule a free personalized demo. And if you're a startup, check out this limited time offer. Oryx won't charge you a penny until you reach 200 active patients. That means Oryx is 100% free for you until they know you're succeeding, until you've reached 200 active patients. So go in the show notes below, click on the Oryx link or the Oryx logo to check out more information. Neil, how's it going?
0: Hello, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm
1: doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. If you don't want me asking, where are you located right now?
0: So, we are in a suburb of Houston. We are right across the street from NASA Space Center. So, Houston, we have a problem. That's where we are.
1: Wow. Okay. So, that's in uh,
0: like Clear Lake.
1: Okay. 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 Houston, Houston blew up. Right.
0: So, Houston's big. So, when I tell people, I tell people we're from Houston that are not from Houston. But if you're from Houston, we're like a solid 30 minute drive from downtown.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you're uh, yeah. more on that side. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So then tell us a little bit about your past, your present. How did you get to where you are today?
0: Okay, so I did uh, undergrad at UT. Okay, well, first I actually grew up in this area. And so I went to UT for undergrad. I did dental school at, in San Antonio and then did a residency in Florida. And then came back to this area. Knew I wanted to open a practice here. Always had it in my mind, like be your own boss. So I knew I wanted to start my own business. And then pretty Quick, right after I finished my residency, I opened up. Um, Mm -hmm. I worked for corporate for a few months and I was like, all right, you know, we definitely need to open up our own practice. So I came back here, decided in this area because my parents live here and I knew I wanted to raise a family and I knew Mm -hmm. being a full-time business owner and raising a family without any support is going to be really, really difficult. So I decided to come back to where I'm from. Mm
1: -hmm. And then that's where you're at now.
0: Yeah, that's where I'm at now. My parents are like 10, 15 minutes away from me. So it's really nice. I can, you know, she takes care of my daughter every so often. Yeah. It's really nice.
1: Okay, interesting. So then backtrack yeah. a little bit. You worked at corporate I and did. you realized, hey, this is not so for me.
0: I knew it wasn't going to be for me.
1: Hmm.
0: It was kind of more figure out what dentistry like is, is like in the real world because mm-hmm. dentistry and dental school and dentistry in the real world are very different right? Uh-huh. They gave you like in dental school, three and a half hours to do a crown prep. I knew in the real world, you know, or like, you know, you needed a wax up before you started doing your crown prep, like things like that, you mm-hmm. know, like, hey, that's not real. We're not going to sit in the lab and do that before when a patient comes in with a broken tooth. Um, so it was really nice to kind of get in the real world, deal with patients. I think a lot also just like dealing with other team members, right? In dental school, you're your own assistant. You don't really have like, you have like a front desk, but just like getting into practice. So that actually was super, super helpful for me to figure out what dentistry is really like. And obviously like you live along the way, right? So like being an associate at a dental office versus being a practice owner is obviously very different. But yeah, no, so it was great for me. I'm glad I did it, but I just felt very rushed all the time, which I knew I was going to. Like even when I'm at like a regular doctor's office, you know, like for your annual checkup, when they come in and they're like, from the coming into the doctor's office, I show up to my doctor's appointment and there's three women usually like at the front and they're looking down at their computer and they're like, you know, clip clattering away.
1: They don't even acknowledge and, you, right? Like they're and like, they don't even acknowledge yeah. you. and
0: I'm like, hi, I'm here for my appointment. They're like name. Yeah. Like, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like so uncomfortable every time I go. Um, so Do you ever
1: tell them anything like I'm on there, you don't or no.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. I don't say that. I'm honestly really non-confrontational about stuff like that. So I'm just like, I just kind of like tuck it in my memory, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, yeah, customer service, terrible, you know, little things like that. But I, I learn from everyone's experience, right? So I'm like, hey, in my practice, this is how we greet patients, you know? Mm-hmm. So we just, we take everything that we learn from someone else, whether we like it or we don't, and then we have a list here.
1: So then, yeah. You say you kind of go to specific, like the doctor's office and you're looking and you're like, okay, I'm going to take some of that, learn from that. So then how do you greet patients in your practice?
0: Okay, so let me start by saying like our practice is not a practice where we're going to have five patients in the waiting room. We typically Mm -hmm. don't. And the reason for that is if there's five patients in the waiting room, that means I'm probably going to see five people back to back. In the back. And I try to give every patient a more personalized experience. Okay. So I do spend a lot more time with my patients. Our appointments are much longer than your average general appointment, but I feel like it gives them this like really personalized experience. And that's what sets us apart from going to any other corporate office where it's just like get in, get out. Boom, 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 boom. Right. Mm -hmm. So when a patient walks in, I mean I'm the only dentist here. So there can't be, you know, too many new patients that are coming at the same time. We will say, like, let's say the patient's name is Jane. The front is trained to look up and say, you must be Jane mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. I've sat in the front a few times and I think I got it wrong one time. They're like, no, I'm not Jane. And it was like some random woman who came in.
1: I was like, oh, I'm <laughs> so
0: sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, how can I help mm-hmm. you? But I'm saying like 98% of the time, 99% of the time, we're right. So we're like, oh, you must be Jane. I'm like, Jim, oh, yeah, you're here for a new patient exam, right? You're here for your new appointment. Yeah. Awesome. So nice to meet you. So they don't start speaking. We start speaking.
1: Mm. We greet them
0: first. We don't Mm -hmm. let them say like, oh, I'm here for an appointment. You walk in. The moment you walk in, we go like, hi, welcome to Zen One." Like immediately. There's not a chance that you're going to come in and the person in the front is going to be staring at their computer.
1: Yeah, I like that. Okay. And then from that point on, what happens?
0: Okay. So from that point on, we have it online where you can fill out all of your information online. So most people have everything filled online. But if they don't, we already have the iPad ready for them to fill out their information. We scan, you know, like insurance card ID, offer them water or coffee every single <laughs> time. And then within five minutes, we don't make our patients wait at all. Really. And the, like in the waiting room, someone greets them, takes them to the back.
1: I like that because you're kind of showing hospitality in your home when you do that. Right. right. Like if there's somebody walks in your house, you're not just going to be like until they walk all the way to your bedroom and say, like, <laughs> right? "Can I? what do you want? Can right. right? You? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're going to be like, oh, hey, welcome. Come on in. Right. Kind of thing. Hey.
0: Yeah. Listen, people are already coming in so stressed out, okay? Mm -hmm. They don't want to be here, right? Most people don't want to be here. So when they walk in, if I, and again, this is all, like, I take this from how I would feel. And so not necessarily how I would want something is the way someone else wants something. And that's why, I like, take whatever I say and make it your own. But I would feel more comfortable at a place if they're like, oh, you must be Liel or... You're here for a new appointment at two, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, my God, So nice to meet you. And then we just keep going from there.
1: Yeah. So how long, Liel, are your new patient appointments?
0: One and a half. An hour okay. and a half.
1: Break it down to me. How does that look, your one hour and a half?
0: Okay. So they come in. My assistants will do x-rays. And then every single person gets an iTero scan. And then, whether depending if the hygienist starts with them or I start with them, it doesn't really matter. Um, they get period chart in. We go over like existing findings or existing and then findings, um, oral cancer screening. And then I usually come into the room and that's where I go over x-rays and itarrow. And that's really where for me, itarrow is huge. They can see what I'm talking about. I go literally, I just start on the upper right and I just start showing them everything. And honestly, most, I feel like, I mean, it's not fair to say most dentists don't do this because I actually don't know who all does this and who implements this in their practice. But I, I know from where I was working, they didn't do this because it was like get in, get yeah. out more. And so we sit with them, we talk to them. I give them a lot of like oral health tips. They don't really ask like, oh, like how do I brush my teeth? They're like, what <laughs> should I be using? They don't ask me that. I just give them the information. And then we sit, we talk. Obviously, like I try to get to the limit of the hair before. I'm like, hey, sit back. I'm going to look into your mouth, right? Where yeah. are you from? How did you hear about us? Every single patient that walks to the store, how did you hear about us? And then, oh, you just moved here from where? You know, I ask them all the time, you know, where they heard about us? When was the last time they saw the dentist? Anything hurting you? Like I just, we try to get to know you a little bit more personally, and then we go into the dental side. And then mm. once we show iTero scan, one of my assistants will show you the treatment plan. Treatment plan gets signed. And then we start on a cleaning or same day treatment.
1: Okay. That's good. Okay. So hour and a half. So you take your time. Or let me ask you this. How long have you been open for? Three years. Three years. Okay. Oh man. So you open like in the middle of COVID. Uh, how was that like?
0: I mean, I am going to say that it was a blessing in disguise. Two reasons. One, my the interest rate on my loan was way lower than I would get now. Mm-hmm. And because It was like kind of in a way like a steadier, smoother start. And we were just getting to the point where people had officially definitely not been to the dentist for at least a year. And for some people not going like a year was like they were embarrassed, right? Two of my startup, they hadn't been there for at least two years. And then they were getting more embarrassed. You know what I mean? So like a lot of people, while they had taken a break, I don't hear too much from my patients that, that the last time they saw a dentist was before COVID. I heard that a lot before at the beginning. So we were getting all of a sudden an influx of more patients.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So then it kind of was like a slow start, but like a a needed.
0: Listen, I would have much rather started when I did versus starting in March and shutting down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everything had kind of started. I mean, I live in Texas, Mm -hmm. right? It's different where I live. (laughs) Um, So things had already started ramping back up. Uh-huh. So, I didn't have to close my office. And uh-huh. I think that's what helped me.
1: Any techniques that you were utilizing? Like, were you doing oh, emergency onlys or anything like that? Or no? Not you once just, I
0: started.
1: You just opened up in it. Was anybody hesitant or everybody was just like, nah, let's go?
0: No, people were definitely hesitant. But I mean, at our office, like everyone was wearing the mask. Mm-hmm. You had the option to curbside check in if you wanted to. Yeah. Again, like I said, there aren't many people in the waiting room. So you in a way had the option to not be around a lot of people. A lot of patients like never knew what I looked like because I yeah. always had a mask <laughs> on.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah, interesting. Okay. So then real quick, how many new patients are you getting a month right now?
0: Um probably around 25ish.
1: Okay. Now, to you, when it came to like your first opening up and ramping up and breaking even, how long did that take? Not long. You immediately broke even.
0: Oh, I mean, like, let's say that after the first month that we started work, first month, maybe two months, I did not have to pull into my like extra cash fund that I had from my loan to support me, Mm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, I wasn't making too much there, but I didn't have to pull anything. I was living very frugally these first Mm -hmm. two months, but I still was giving myself, you know, I was still paying myself.
1: So then, if you can give us some, I guess, systems or strategies, or your advice on what we could do to start seeing that for ourselves like let's just say we're about to open up and we haven't even we're afraid we're like are we going to break even ever or or maybe they're in that little you know what I mean dilemma where they're already open yeah. and they're having broken even
2: so
0: i think it all has to do with do people know you exist visibility yeah. i'm a big person on location I definitely don't think my office would be as successful as it is if I was in a like office building. Definitely not. If you already have opened your practice, obviously this information doesn't really help you because you already have a location. But I am a big, big believer in visibility. So if you have not found your spot, I would rather pay more for location and visibility than having to put that money towards marketing.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So location number one.
0: Number one for me.
1: Okay. And then what else can we do?
0: So I think what helped my office is that one, it was off a very busy road. Okay. Another thing I did was my signage is really big and it's a picture of me on it. So when you drive down the road, my face is huge right on the side of the road. My face is huge. You really can't miss it. And we're also right in front of a really big neighborhood. And so when we started where we like coming into this office, there were a lot of dentists near me. But a lot of dentists, which is really unfortunate, have either passed away or have closed their office or have sold their office. So all of them were around the point of almost retirement. And so I was more of like the newer dentist on the block. And I think that is also what had set me apart is that I had like the newest technology and things like that.
1: Yeah, gotcha. I pulled, I pulled your Google Maps, you're right. You're like, it's not on the building, right? It's on like the side where it says dental on dentistry. Then it says, Right there. And everybody on the freeway or-
0: its right when you come off the freeway.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right.
0: I'm telling you, and it's you, like it's right like, there,
1: like right there where everybody and can this see is, you. This is
0: really, really terrible. But there are a lot of car accidents right there. And so traffic always gets backed up there. And I'm like, oh, God, I really hope that person is OK. Um, but at least they see my sign. <laughs> at least
1: they see my sign. <laughs> you're like, oh, my gosh. I like God, we got bad. another
0: accident. When but I'm like, I hope there's there's
1: there's there. this was fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get you. I get you. Okay. Wow. So, can I ask how'd you find this location?
0: Okay. So, I grew up here, so I always knew about this building. Oh. Um, I have some family that's uh, in real estate, and so I had always just asked them to keep their eyes peeled for me um, <laughs> for places in this area. And then I knew that this building, that the person who was lease, I knew their lease was ending, so. They had outgrown their area. Like, this building was too small for them. And so I went in and I was okay.
1: Perfect. That was awesome. Yeah, And then, so then for the moment you were going to open up, what were you doing before that when it came to your team hiring and marketing in order to make sure on opening day you were like, not nah, crickets?
0: Um, No, opening day we were crickets. Really? Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. No, I... Commend people that are like, oh my god, I haven't opened yet. My schedule is booked out two weeks. That was not us,
1: uh-huh. and I'm not
0: going to sit up here and say it was. I remember I had hired, so I sole doctor, no hygienist when we opened up. My husband runs the business sites. My husband was sitting at the front, and we hired one assistant. I remember, <laughs> like, I like went through my schedule, whatever, like a year ago, going back from when uh-huh. we started, and it was like one patient Monday morning. Two patients Tuesday, another patient Wednesday. It was bad. Oh, okay. But listen, we started with zero patients, literally Mm -hmm. zero. We were waiting for the phone to ring. Things we did prior is we had gone to like this event center that was hosting like this like Thanksgiving, Christmas. I don't know. I don't even know what it was, Mm -hmm. like holiday thing. And people were coming in, like selling their like goods and their services. And we went in as a dentist. So we had met people there. Um, Remember, the neighborhood is right by. So people drive by all the time to get into their neighborhood. And so they we had a sign that said now open.
1: Do those signs work like where it's like now open or grand opening and stuff like that? Huge, huge signs.
0: I think it's for us. Okay. Um, Another sign that we have. And this is like I thought at first it was a little tacky. But I have taken that. Away. I, I decided it's not as tacky anymore um, because at the end of the day, it puts yeah. food on my table. So um, I have a walk-in to welcome sign.
1: Mm-hmm. Like um, an A-frame
0: sign? So like right where it would have said now open, there is a walk-in welcome. And I switched that out. So like when I was looking for a hygienist, it said hiring hygienist, like things like that. So I go out on Vistaprint and I order these massive signs and I just put them on my, on my signage.
1: And it works. Bottom.
0: I have a hygienist.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have walk-ins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I don't think that's tacky though.
0: I'll tell you what. It's like, cause I don't love, at least at my office, I don't love when they're like size on the door and it's like $99 exam. You know what I mean? Or like mm. the services that you're offered are on the window. I personally don't like that. And so that is why I thought it was going to be a little bit tacky that said walk-in welcome. Um, but honestly, for the most part, they've always, always worked out. A patient walks in, we have a little lull in our schedule, or even if we don't have a little bit of a lull, we'll squeeze them in. And then that emergency exam turns into a comprehensive exam at some point.
1: Brilliant. Yeah. No, that's really good. Bring them on, bring on the walk-ins. Okay. When you were looking at your, I mean, let's, let's like teleport back to that moment where it was like one Monday morning and then two in your mind, emotionally, personal life, everything. Were you kind of thinking like, oh my gosh, it'd be so nice to just get a paycheck and then go home. And Or were you still like, no, this is good. This is fine.
0: Listen, I didn't expect to be so busy. I think I came with like a very, I remember like if we made like a production of a thousand dollars a day, I would be like, okay. <laughs> and like now looking back, I'm like, oh my God, we would not be open. <laughs> we don't need that much. Um, but I remember we had a really, really small team. So we could afford, you know, not making as much. So, I mean, no, it was definitely scary. But again, like I knew we had just opened. So it wasn't fair for me to judge. Oh, like, oh, we're not doing well because our schedule isn't completely booked out. You -hmm. know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't, I couldn't make that judgment call just yet. You know, I I had to do word of mouth. You know what I mean? I knew that was what my basis was. And I knew I started with zero. So I was just gonna have to be patient. Mm
1: -hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense. When do you think you could start if somebody ask you like, hey, I've been two years like this, is it okay to make the judgment call then and be like, yeah, something what or or no?
0: Oh, no, definitely. I mean, listen, okay. Wait, wait. There are months where I'm like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like I always say September, like September for me is like the worst month in the world. I'm always like, my God, this really is September, you know, mm-hmm. and I try not to get discouraged. But if I were to have multiple months of September, I would need to start changing something right? We need to do something different. It's obviously not working. Whether that means put more money into marketing or find a new skill or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it just kind of depends. I mean, yeah, if you're two years and you're priddling your thumbs most of your day, maybe, I mean, this is the heart. I don't love doing this. If you can, it's great. But just to kind of make you sleep better at night is maybe just like work somewhere else Mm -hmm. part-time. But again, not everyone has that luxury of doing that.
1: Yeah, because ultimately, Leah, what what is your goal? I mean, obviously, it's like, yeah, I want to make my practice profitable, right? But like beyond that, like, is it freedom? Like you just want to, what
0: would it be? Oh, oh. okay. So ultimately, Mm -hmm. I would love to only work three to four days a week, more on the three, and then have those other two days off. Totally. So right now we're at four and a half days a
2: week.
0: Yeah, and I will really say when we started Tuesdays and Thursdays, we were working until six. And then after I had a baby, we changed those to be closed F4. Yeah. So I guess like working less but still making enough. That's good. Ultimately Sorry. the dream.
1: Okay. Okay. So then right now I know you started off with one employee and then your husband. How many employees do you have now?
0: Three. Right, so now we have two assistants and a hygienist.
1: Okay. How'd you find them? The sign. Oh really? The mm-hmm. even the assistants? Did you put like hiring assistants or? Hiring
0: dental assistant. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So that
1: thing works, man. That uh, really yeah. works. I
0: mean, listen, people still, well, I used to have a sign that said now hiring. Mm-hmm. And then I realized it just wasn't specific enough because I would get people be like, oh, you need an office manager, reception or this. And like, it was just never what I needed. So I just yeah. started making them for exactly what I needed.
1: Isn't that crazy? Like the more specific you get, the better.
0: Yeah, I mean, I still got resumes of people who don't even know what dental assisting is and they would want to be a dental assistant.
1: Yeah, like so yeah. some other kind of assistant. They're like, I can yeah. uh, be a dental one. Too, yeah. You know? Okay. So when you brought on these people, how's your interview process look like? And then have you ever had to fire anybody?
0: Um, So I've never had to fire anyone. I would say from the three years we've been here, we've had two other assistants and one hygienist. Um, So I've never had to fire them. They left on their own For various reasons, everyone for the most part left on like really good terms. Like they're they're moving or the commute was just way too long or things like that. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. Um, But
0: how do I hire them? So they see the sign, they email us or they walk in with their resume. And then we sit at our office, Amolk and I interview. Um, We ask, you know, about them. We ask a series of questions. And then Amolk loves to ask, like hypothetical, like he'll ask like, okay, When while you were waiting in the waiting room, like what was the picture on the wall? Like she'll ask those two. This (laughs) is your husband. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. He like really gets shaking. (laughs) They're like, uh No, the other day I literally was like, we've been in this room for whatever. We were like in a hotel and I was like, without looking back, what picture is on the wall? And he didn't know. And I was like, you talk about all things to observe You're asking these dental assistants uh, <laughs> two minutes in the waiting room. We've been at this hotel room for like a week. <laughs>
1: you have no idea. <laughs> so he asked that for observing.
0: Their attention ah. to detail. Yes.
1: Interesting. Uh,
0: we always ask like the cellular questions. Like if you were an animal, what would you be? Or like, it, well, things like that. I can kind of gauge more or less like dentistry wise like how much you know. Sometimes I'm like, okay, so if I said like number three MO, what does that mean to you? And I can tell you half of the dental assistants that I interviewed, not a clue.
1: And then from that point on, you know, like this is not going to work. That's like, um, okay, okay. interesting. Yeah, like I will
0: train my assistant. I have no problem doing that, but I need some sort of basis. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like I need you to know the tooth numbers, you know, I need a little bit more.
1: Do you feel like you also need a specific type of like Character, personality, like...
0: For sure. Actually, all of my assistants are very quiet. Very quiet. Is that something you're looking for. for? I actually love it. They're really quiet. I will say all of the identities we've had have been very bubbly, which I also love that. But when they come into the interview, we are very big on this. is an absolute no ego zone. Like, there will not be drama in this office. And I knock on wood can say that there has been no drama between team members at our office. And that just, like, makes me sleep so well at night when I know yeah. that. Yeah. Biggest part of ownership is like the team.
1: Yeah, yeah the you're right. Part. I hear a lot of stories. And I'm sure you've heard this this, Where It's like, yeah. I dread Mondays because of my team. And I'm like, isn't this your practice? Like your own business? I don't get it, right? But it happens. It happens.
0: It happens no, not. I love my team. I have an amazing team. I'm so, so fortunate. So, and the assistant that's been here the longest, she's been with me since the day we opened.
1: Mm, okay, that's good. That's it. So if you can describe to us your team culture, what does it look like and how'd you get it like that?
0: No ego. There is no, this is my job. This is not my job. Like I changed the toilet paper today in the restroom. Like there's no, I'm above anything. Absolutely Mm -hmm. not. None of that. So I think because my team sees me sometimes do like tasks, if they're falling behind and we're on the time crunch, they will see me put on gloves and start cleaning up a room. Right. So like I'm, I'm in there with them doing what I need to do. If the phone rings and an amogla stays in the restroom, they will see me sprint to the front. And, you know, answer the phone. So, like, they see me sprinting. So, if they see me busy, I can see when they sprint to the phone. You know what I mean? Like, this is very everyone has everyone's job kind of thing. Like, obviously, yeah. we all have our roles. But, like, we have tried to cross-train every single person at the office to do that. So, no ego, number one. And then just, like, full transparency. Like, if you need a day off, just tell me. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need to close me. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Like, I'm sick. I
0: don't know. Like, kinda. just tell me. They tell me, oh, my family's coming into town. I have a dinner later tonight. Can I leave two hours yeah. early? Go for it. And because I'm, like, fairly chill about all of that stuff, they always show up on time. Like, I don't have to micromanage them. You know what I mean?
1: hmm
0: Like, I, I feel like my team does not like, oh, like we never get time off. You know what I mean? Like, they have the time to do what they need to do. And I always tell them, like, like at 4 o'clock, I'm like, we're all out of here. I want to go home, too.
1: Mm. You know what I
0: mean? So.
1: Gotcha. Okay. One thing I wanted to ask when it came to like, everybody does kind of everybody's role or not everybody does everybody's role, yeah. but like, you know, you pick up where, where you can. How does accountability look like in that scenario?
0: So, and Meng mainly does the front. And so like, if he forgets that in a code, he'll say like, oh, on me, that's my fault, my bad, you know? Or like you accidentally forget to mark a patient ready and the patient's sitting in the waiting room for like 10 minutes. We're all just very like, Oh, my God. Like, I did that. I'm so sorry. I'm going to fix that next time. You know, we're, we're just all very accountable on our own. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I think because they watch me do it, like, they don't ever see me blaming a mug or they don't ever see me blaming another assistant. If anything, I'm going to take the blame for everything that goes in this office. Yeah. Right? So if there's ever an issue, and thankfully nothing has been so detrimental, you know, we just talked to them like, hey, next time you do this, I know you don't answer the phones all the time. The next time you do, just make sure you say XYZ. You know? mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. That's interesting. I feel like you made a, without you knowing it, you made a culture where it's, they feel safe to make a mistake. You mistake. know what I mean? And, For sure. And own up to the mistake, though. That's the important part. They're not just like making a mistake and then lying about it and then blaming somebody else or something, right? They're.
0: For sure. You're human.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're human.
0: I mean, I make mistakes. Like, what happened the other day? Like, I think I like, didn't press send or something for a case. And I told him, oh, I'll send it. And I blanked on it. And I didn't send it. You know, a few days later, <laughs> I'm like, hey, uh, this case wasn't sent out. What's going on? I'm like, oh, my bad. You know? <laughs>
1: Oops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oopsie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know? Again, like, all of these yeah. mistakes, like, they're not life-threatening, okay? Mm-hmm, like, we, you got to just kind of pick and choose your battles and, like, don't sweat the small stuff. Like, you've got to send this case, okay, it's on the case. I'm so sorry. It's going to be here next week.
1: Yeah, no, that makes a lot like, of sense. We do
0: what we can, right?
2: Like, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, yeah. You know. But I like that. I like how you created that in the type of environment because I feel like it's easy to say, like, to your team, hey, let like, go of your egos, everybody. But then what about, like, ourselves, right? Like, what if we're like, oh, it's not my fault. It's not my fault yeah. kind of thing. And then you blame your other team. So then they feel, like, the same way. But it's interesting how you're setting the standard for that leadership. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then what system for you is unique in your practice right now that besides the new patient, you know what I mean, when you welcome him and everything like that, what system would you say is like, I'm so proud of this. We created it. It's unique.
0: In the office itself, I don't know necessarily if this is part of like office culture, but I would say that I personally call my patients the next day after their appointment mm. um so anyone that has received an injection i will call them the next day and i'll be like hey dr Alon, on congenital dentistry just check a near. and i think that's just like that extra like cherry on top for them i mean <laughs> i do generally like are you okay are you gonna call my office tomorrow telling me this filling is high but like, yeah. you know, like you know what i mean like are you okay is everything good some people it was very traumatic to come in get an injection mm-hmm. yeah so oh, i gosh. call them like, and i think that is a system that we have in place that I feel, is different.
1: What would you say the ROI, not so much like, oh, more money or anything like that, but like, what have you seen where you're like, oh my gosh, I recommend everybody do this because this is the results that you're going to get.
0: Oh, so some things that, okay, ROI, I would say my iTero, I've seen a huge, or just because so patients can see, I don't have to be like, see this little exciting gray spot on the x-ray? I don't have to say that. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh my God, they usually tell me, what is that? I'm glad you noticed. That's your broken tooth, right? Yeah. So that's. Biggest ROI and the sign that is sitting outside of my building is the biggest ROI. We also do a lot of ground marketing, especially mm-hmm. on those days where when I told you those blocks, it was like one day, one patient, stay another one. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of ground marketing. So if we're slow. And even now if we're slow. I always have ground mar- marketing boxes. We literally get up, everyone gets in the car and we're going to go to businesses right around our office and introduce ourselves.
1: Is there any specific business where you're like, this one has been... Great.
0: Yes. There has been one. We went to a hair salon mm. right across the street from us and the owner was not there. So, you know, like there's like a bunch of like people sitting down and I walked in with my assistant and I was like, I was like, oh, is, is the owner here? And I'm like, oh, no, the owner's not here. And I was like, okay. And I just turned to every person at the restaurant. I was like, hi, everyone. Um, <laughs> my name is Dr. Alon. I'm uh. the dentist's office right down the road. Anyone's looking for a dentist. We're seeing your patients now. Have a great day.
1: Yeah. I I would
0: be like, oh my god, I can't believe I just said that. And we got like one patient, like one of the hairdressers that happened to hear. She brought another hairdresser, and then brought another patient, and then another person, and then a just lot of people from on snowball. just snowballed after that.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I would
0: say that was our best round marketing that we've done.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Okay. That's really really good. So then when it came to the, I know you talked about the iTero, but before that we were talking about, I believe when you bring in the, the system that you created, right? When it, you call yeah. the new patient, that yeah, sure. ROI. Well, let's talk about that. Like when you say like, hey, if you call your page, because I've worked with practice owners who are like, I don't got time for that. And you I'm do. Like, oh,
0: okay. You absolutely do. It literally takes 10 seconds so of your time. And honestly, half the people don't answer. And so I leave voicemail. Hey, this is Dr. Alon from Dental and Dentistry. I was just checking up on you to see how you're doing after your appointment. If you're having any issues, please give me a call back. Done. Done. How long did that take me? (laughs) Obviously, speak a tad slower. But when I was growing up, I had one person call me after a procedure. And it was my oral surgeon. And I was floored. Floored. I was like, that was the nicest thing. And I will never forget that. And so I started doing that. And it also gives a patient an opportunity. And listen, this doesn't happen often. Like It just kind of gives them that peace of mind. Like, hey, I'm feeling a little sore, like right where the gum is. Yeah, that's where we gave you the injection. That's totally normal. And that's going to go away in about a day or two. If it doesn't, give me a call back. Like, it just gives them a peace of mind, eases them. I had one patient come to our office because he read in a review that we call patients after their appointment.
1: Uh-huh. So you got a review and a, a review
0: patient. and a new patient from it. It's not about the money. It's not about, yeah. it's not about that. It's simply just being a human and ask them, are you okay? I have been in the dental chair. I don't know about you. I've had a feeling and I still think about it to this day. I'm like, that was terrible. Nothing against the dentist. Like, he yeah. was wonderful. But like, my God, having to keep your mouth open for like 30 minutes to an hour. Oh my yeah. gosh. Injections, that nasty taste, the bite afterwards. Oh my God. It's terrible. It's terrible. So just for someone to call and check on you, I think that just goes above and beyond. I don't do it at the end of the day because I find that you want to go home. Any lull I see in my schedule, if they're taking an x-ray really quick on a patient, I'm going to call a patient. So I just find them in between my day. I do it.
1: Gotcha. Okay, that's good. Great advice. And then one of the last questions I wanted to ask you is throughout this process, throughout the part where you opened, Or let's talk about throughout the part where you decided you wanted to, you're like, this is it. This is where I'm going right here. This is the practice. Mm -hmm. Till today, what's been some of your biggest struggles, fails, or pitfalls?
0: I think putting the office together, just making everything like start running here, that probably gave me the biggest headache. My general contractor got COVID very bad during our build-out, which left El Mog and I to see the general contractors. Pretty much, uh-huh. and so that was tough. Him and I like don't really have any experience building anything, but I will say I learned so so much from it. And and while we were building out, I wasn't working. I mean, we got our hands dirty literally. Got That's our hands dirty. We built cabinets. Like we did a lot of DIY. I didn't hire a decorator. I didn't hire someone to like give me a vision of what it's going to look like, a rendering. I didn't hire a dental contractor and. That ran into some issues, but I just noticed that a lot of like dental specific things were very, very overpriced. And so we just decided to go regular GC route. We made a lot of mistakes. Okay. We made a lot of mistakes in build out, like putting extra backing from putting in our countertop places.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There was some areas where we completely just. It was way too high. So you'd sit and like your arms are here. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God. Okay, yeah. like, okay. So I'm like, all right, take it down and redo it. You know, like right when we're supposed to open, we're like, you know, running everything. And one of the sinks doesn't work, completely clogged. We have to open up all of our brand new tile. They come in with a jackhammer in our office. Remember there's fresh paint, there's fresh everything. I have to get to wrap everything around. They jackhammer down a few feet underground. Fix the pipe issue. Puts us out another two weeks. Concrete back up. Tile back up. paint it back up. Oh, my God. It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Yeah.
1: But Sounds like, like it.
0: Now I know.
1: Would you do it again? Like, would you go that route again? Or would you less DIY it?
0: No. If, in fact, I would more DIY it this time around. I already made the mistakes. I already yeah. know, right? Yeah. I already yeah, know yeah. that when I put an outlet somewhere... It was too high or too low. When I did everything, I didn't really think of like, where's the TV going to go? We kind of just like had everything. And then we went to go put the TV in and I was like, there's an outlet, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> the outlet is like in 10 bucks too, right? I'm like, yeah. we need to move it, right? So we, we did. We made a lot of mistakes during build out. Again, nothing super detrimental. It just took a lot of time to fix it. Which time is money, but like we learned a lot from it. So like anytime someone has a build out question, I'm like, OK, make sure that like your sterilization, your autoclave has a dedicated outlet, like things like that, Yeah, um, which I did not think about at all.
1: OK, so it's more of the details, right, that you have to oh, think yeah. about what you're DIYing it. Did your general contractor ever come back or no? He never. He just. No. Yeah. Yeah. COVID yeah. 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 No.
0: No. 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 For sure. No. For sure, No. 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 no, no. He <laughs> <laughs> came back. Yeah. Yeah. No. I needed him. <laughs> go God.
1: But please go back. Yeah. Please come back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> please <be> uh, back. <laughs> are you okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, when you're in the build out phase, like, you gotta go, right? You have an opening date that you're projecting, mm-hmm. and when someone who's like the main man knows what's going on and calling in everyone and you know getting everything together when they're not there, it's tough.
1: Yeah. How has all of that that part especially. You can be there, but all of this kind of affected your personal life.
0: Okay, so Adam Logan and I work together, right? (laughs) Um, so before the biz, so my parents, I heard so many people say, "Don't do it. Do not work with your husband. Do not work with your wife. Whatever, it's terrible." I will say that going into it, once again, ego. Both of us, no ego. He's not a dentist, so I can't be like, "Well, you don't know what you're talking about. You're not a dentist." I'm never going to say that to him. Mm -hmm. Okay. So typically when we do a bone graph, we need to wait this many months. If you're not a dentist, sometimes you don't know like the timing and timeline of everything. So a lot of learning and same thing with me, right? Like he's doing all the billing and you'd be like, whatever, let's say I made a a mistake, you know, he'd be like, okay, so in the future, make sure you code this, this or correctly. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like just little things. And we vouch that when we come home, I don't want to hear the word dentistry.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't want to hear it. Nothing about it. So we're pretty good about not talking about dentistry when we get home. Like we can talk like emotionally how we are, but I don't want to hear like, oh, did you send that case off for the patient? I don't want to hear that. He doesn't want to hear it either. So we really don't talk about dentistry that much at home, which is really, really nice. So that's probably how it's all affected our personal life. Also, I have way more flexibility in my schedule. So that's also a plus, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It has its pros and it has its phones.
1: Interesting. Okay, wonderful. Liel, thank you so much for being with us. It's been a pleasure. Before we say goodbye, can you tell our listeners where they can find you?
0: Our Instagram is dental on dentistry, pretty sure, at dental on dentistry. I have a personal account. I don't post anything on there, so it's really not worth it to follow me personally. It's also in private. But yes, at dental on dentistry. Feel free, anyone, if you're doing a survey, app, you want to message me all oh, good. I'll let you know all the ins and outs and more into detail of what we did poorly and what we could have improved on.
1: Okay, awesome. So that's going to be in the show notes below. So if y'all want to check that out. And Leah, thank you so much for being with yeah, us. It's been of a pleasure. Thanks
0: for having me.
1: ready. we'll hear from you soon. Awesome. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And Liel, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Please feel free to reach out to her. Uh, go in the show notes below. Look for her name. And then click on her links and reach out to her if you have any questions or concerns, especially if you heard anything in this episode. Like, hey, like where do you order your signs, right, for the walk-ins welcome or when you diy your cabinets, what, what are the measurements, right? Like just talk to her, right? It, it's a beautiful community. And so at the same time, that's a great way to talk to her. Brilliant mind. She has a plethora of knowledge. So definitely go in there. I really like the part where she mentions how leaving the ego at the door right? And that's something that if we kind of own up to our mistakes and things like that in front of the team, it kind of creates a different culture, right? Not the blame game, but like really saying like, oh, you know what? That's, I'm sorry. That's my fault. You're right. You're absolutely right. I don't know. To me, I think that was really, really awesome. A really good part of the episode where we can kind of like implement that into our practices, into our lives even, right? Everywhere. It just makes us a better culture. So at the same time, don't forget Remember what Dr. Priya Gantz said at the beginning. This episode is brought to you by Oryx. They're one of our sponsors and they're the reasons why we're able to create and provide you with this amazing content and so much more. So click the first link in the show notes below and schedule a free personalized demo with Oryx. And if you're a startup, check out this limited time offer. Oryx won't charge you a penny until you've reached 200 active patients. That means it's free. Oryx is free until they know you're succeeding That's amazing. So go in the show notes below. Look for the Oryx logo or it should be the first link in the show notes below and click on that link. Check out what other practice owners are saying about Oryx. It's in that link. And at the same time, remember the deal. They're not going to charge you a penny until you reach 200 active patients. So go ahead and do that. And at the same time, when you do that, when you click that link, you're also supporting the podcast. So I appreciate you so much. Thank you for tuning in and I'll talk to you in the next episode.